Any Foo Fighter fans out there today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, For everything there's a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time for successes in life and failures. There's a time for celebrations and complaints, a time for possibilities, and there's a time of hopelessness. There's time of great gains and loss, and we've said life is all about time. It's all about time. We, we said our first week that we get to decide how, how, how we spend our time and that we have a choice. We can live one of two ways in our life. You can live life saying, I can't, and many people live that way. I, I just can't. I just can't, but as Christians... We are called by God to live an alternative life to that because of who we belong to, that we can live life saying, I think I can. You know, Paul writes this, he says, I can do what? All things, all things, all things through Christ because he gives me strength. Anything is possible with God And last week, we acknowledged the fact that we cannot please everyone. You can try. People do it all the time, but it won't happen. You can't please everyone, but you can please God. You can please God. God created you with a a God-given purpose in your life, and you find that purpose by being obedient, by being obedient, by faithfully surrendering your life each and every day, each and every moment. And that that purpose has power in your life because it keeps you moving. It keeps you on track. It keeps you from wasting your one and only life. Today, we're going to expose another time issue. And I just want to ask you this. How many of you wish that you had more time to do something that's important to you? Raise your hand. Come on. Hold them up there for a minute. Look around you. You know, I wish I had more time. To, to rest. I wish I had more time to, to read. I wish I had more time to spend with my kids or my spouse. I wish I had more time, whatever, you fill in the blank. You know, th- this is important, but I've got this project at home that I'm working on. You know, this is important to me, but I've got all these errands to run. It, this is really important to me, but I got to get caught up on Facebook. I wish I could do that, but I don't have enough time. In fact, something I've noticed is usually when I ask someone, you know, how are you doing? Most of the time, the response is, I'm busy. In fact, I'm not sure I've ever asked someone, you know, how are you doing? And they go, yeah, chilling out. Yeah, spending some good quality time with the kids, and I don't have much going on. I'm just relaxing with the family. The fact is, don't hear that often. Now, I cannot prove this spiritually and from a scriptural point of view necessarily, but I believe if Satan cannot get you to do bad stuff, he will settle with getting you really busy in your life. How you doing? I'm busy, 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 busy. I'm really busy. You know, I I wish I had more time. Well, friends, 
you have time for what you choose to have time for. In fact, any time that you say, I wish I had more time, I wish I had more time that I could spend with my family, or I wish I had more time so I could work out, I wish I had more time, whatever that thing is, it's a priority issue. The reality is you are choosing something over what you say is your priority. We all have time for the things that we choose to have time for. And at some point, you have to make a decision to go after the important stuff versus the urgent stuff in life. And I know I just confused some of you, right? You're going, but I thought the urgent stuff was the important stuff. No, they're not. They're not the same. And I'll kind of clarify the difference between the urgent and the, the important. If Your car engine, let's say uh, it needs to go in for repair because you haven't been changing the oil, and so your engine seizes up. That engine repair is urgent, right? But changing the oil is important. You know, another example, you, you get sick because you're not taking care of yourself. You know, you're overwhelmed about something. You're not eating right. You're not sleeping right. If you get sick and you go to the doctor, that's urgent. But if you're not taking care of your body, and if you were to center on that and say, you know what, I am going to, what's that? That's important. It's important. When it, when it comes time to choose, you have to choose wisely between what's important and what's urgent in life. Seth uh, Gogan, he's a dot-com exec, a marketing guru, author, uh, speaks around the country. And I like to read his blogs once in a while. Very insightful. And a while back he had a, had a blog and he was talking about the issue that we're talking about today. And he basically uh, boiled down the concept to this. He said, if you deal with what's important, you will not have as many things that are urgent in your life. But then he flipped it around, and this is where he kind of caught me off guard because he said, if you only choose the urgent stuff, you will miss the important stuff in life. You know, in the book of Luke, there's a story uh, about two sisters, Mary and Martha. It sounds like a sitcom, doesn't it? But it says this, it says, now as they went their way, let's talk about the disciples and Jesus. Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. Now, if you read ahead in this story, some of you know the story. Martha is overwhelmed because she's making preparations. She wanted everything to be just right. And I don't blame her. Jesus is coming to her house. You know, how many of you, when uh, somebody that you really respect's coming, coming over, you go into kind of uh, hyperdrive? Anybody? <laughs> you know, you're cleaning, you're picking up, you're shoving stuff in the closet, under the bed, you know, whatever. You're, 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 sh- you're shopping, you're making preparations. Yeah, anybody do that? All right, I, I do. I've got to admit, it drives Cindy crazy. She, she wants things planned I want things perfect. It causes stress. I know, hard to believe, isn't it? But it causes stress. 
this isn't just anybody coming over. It's Jesus, Lord of Lord, King of Kings. And Martha does what many of us do, gets overwhelmed with the urgent. Martha is created this demand and put it on herself. A lot of things that we think are so urgent, we put on ourselves. We create them. They are things that in the bigger scheme of life are not so important. Martha, she puts this demand on herself. She, she makes it an urgency in her life. Mary, Mary's sitting and listening to Jesus. Scripture goes on and says, verse 40, it says, Lord, or it goes, but Martha was distracted by her many tasks so that she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care? She is distracted. She's worried. Anybody distracted today? I mean, we get distracted. We're, we're, we're running. We're doing. We're getting. And so we're on, on this race, and it, and it distracts us. Martha, she's distracted. I, I've got all this stuff. I've got to get done. This is so important. Jesus is coming over. Got to get stuff ready. Jesus is here. Got to make sure it's just right. And finally, she kind of hits a point where she can't take anymore. And she says, Lord, do you not care that my sister's left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. (laughs) I think Martha's out of control. (laughs) I got all these things to do. I'm doing them by myself. My sister's just sitting there. Tell her to help me. I mean, I, I wonder today how many of you are distracted? How many of you are pursuing the urgent? How many of you are at that point where you're ready to scream? You're neglecting the most important stuff because you got all the stuff to do. In fact, let me ask you this way. What is the most important thing that you are distracted from pursuing today? I mean, what's the most important thing when you think about your life What's that thing that you're not doing? Because that answer, whatever it is, is very defining. You know, Christ followers, some of you are distracted. You're distracted from spending time with Jesus. You haven't put him first. You haven't made him a priority in your life. When it comes to church, it's hit and miss, and if I can get around to it, and we don't have anything else going, and and you you're not in pursuit. You know, some of you, you're, you're so busy. I'm busy doing stuff with the kids, but I'm not actually enjoying it. I, I, I have so many things to do. We're, we're just run, run, run. And you're a functional family, but you're not a very fun family. And you're not enjoying your children. And let me tell you, friends, childhood, that season... It is fleeting. It will go by like that. Some of you have become so child-centered in your relationship and your life. Everything revolves around the kids. See, you're distracted because you're neglecting your marriage. And I will tell you, your marriage is the glue that holds the family together. Busy doing all this stuff for the kids And you're going to miss the very thing that actually will strengthen them and nurture them 
and that's if you have a healthy marriage. Some of you might say today, well, I'm, I'm neglecting my health. You know, there, there's so much going on. I, I just don't have time. I'm always on the run. I don't have time to eat better, so I eat fast food. You know, I don't have time to work out. Yeah, I've tried, but I, I just don't have time. You know, some of you, it's an addiction in your life, a reoccurring sin in your life that you really need to get some help, but you neglect it. I don't have time. It's really important, but you haven't done it. You know why? Because it takes time, and it'll be really hard. It'll be really hard. So there's all this urgency in our life. Martha, Martha, she, she's distracted. She says, I love this, but Jesus answers her. She's just thrown a fit, tattled on her sister. He says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. You're worried, you're distracted, you're stressed out. You got all this stuff going on. You can't do it all, Martha. You can't do it. One thing, one thing, one thing is important. Mary's made the right choice, and it will never be taken away from her. Mary makes the right choice. Mary chooses what's important. You know, Martha gets caught up in the urgent stuff, the urgency that she actually created that wasn't all that urgent. And I was thinking about it. You have to get intentional in your life about the choices you make. The urgent will always crowd out what's important. Happens all the time. I see it in people's lives all the time. You have time for what you choose to have time for in life. And God will help you choose what's, what's important. I mean, how do we do it? Well, I'm going to share a few things that, that have helped me through the years. And I'm going to start out really easy with something easy. See, I, I believe it's really easy to get stressed out about all the demands and stuff you got to do. And something that's helped me significantly through the years, and uh, I just started creating artificial timelines, so to speak, or deadlines, uh, fake deadlines, might call them. And here's an example, like my message, the one I'm delivering right now, it is due Sunday morning at 10.25 a.m. Central Daylight Time. But I created a different deadline, artificial one, a fake one. And so technically, my message is due when I step up here and I start speaking and delivering. But in my mind, it's actually due Thursday night. Well, Friday morning, 2 a.m., 25 years. That's been my deadline for finishing my message. Because I believe sharing God's word is one of the important things I do. And fact is, I can touch more lives on Sunday morning during this time than I can if you add everything else up during the week. And so in my mind, why would I leave something that important to the last minute? You know, if you saw me earlier and you go, what are you doing? I'm working on a message, seeing what I'm going to talk about today. You probably would be very disappointed. Maybe you're disappointed now, but can't help that. 
There are other important things to do, leading the church, being a husband, being a father, grandfather. But by setting an artificial deadline, just picking on this one thing, what it does, it frees me up for other important things. See, I've always taken Fridays off. And for years, that, that's been uh, when I spend time with Cindy. And when the girls were younger, uh, that was family night for us. And because my message was done... It protected that time. I could focus on the family. I I could uh, connect with them. And if my message hadn't been done, I will tell you I would have been distracted. You you see how this works? I mean, it's a simple thing, an artificial deadline. But it protects other things that are important. Does that make sense to you? I want you to imagine you're going to go on a trip this week. And you're going to take off Thursday morning. But to leave Thursday morning means that you have to cram a full week's worth of work into the three days that you're there. And so you go, what, what happens on Wednesday? You get everything done, don't you? You get five days worth of work done in three days because you set this artificial deadline. I got to get it done because we're going, going on a trip. And it actually makes you more effective and more efficient in in what you do. And I realize some of you go, well, I punch a clock. I can't do that. But you can apply this to other stuff. Here's something else, and it's very closely related to this. And that is I have an artificial kind of deadline to my day every day. I walk away from my desk 99% of the time at 5 o'clock. Once in a while, I have emergencies or something creeps in that I just can't negotiate. But the vast majority of the time, I walk away at 5 o'clock. The alternative to that, and I've been there ages ago, I'm going to get everything done before I walk away. And the problem with that is, at least in my work, it's never done. It's never finished. There is always going to be more than I can do. And so without that, that artificial deadline in my day, I get consumed. I get consumed. By putting that deadline, it allows me to put a priority on things. It allows me to spend time with Cindy when the girls were little. It allowed me to spend time with them. When uh, the kids and the grandkids come down on Friday, I'm able to be focused on them. See, things that are important. See, you begin to see, able to go play hoops. That's important. It's important to my marriage. My kids, my grandkids would tell you it's important. It's important to my health. Just because of a a hard deadline. You know, it keeps me more productive during the day. You know why? Because I realize I don't have more time. Now, I will tell you, there are a couple nights a week that after Cindy goes to bed or when the girls were little, after I got them tucked in, I'd head back to to the office or to my desk, and I'd work again. But, again, it was putting a priority on the things that are important, and you you just got to do it. You got to do it. I've learned to say no to things that aren't important. I've learned that some stuff I just got to delegate, that they've got to be done, but I'm not the best one to do it. And I limit my time 
doing doing some things. You know, for for instance, um, cleaning the house. Have you ever noticed you can go, well, I'm going to clean the house. It's an endless task, right? Right? It's an endless task. But if you set kind of an artificial deadline to it and you go, we're going to clean the house for one hour, what you will find is you are more effective and more efficient, and it'll actually free you up so you can do some important stuff. Here's another thought, and this will help you for choosing what's important. Be selective about what you say yes to in your life. In fact, if I thought it would help, I would beg and plead. I'd get down on my knees and go, please, please do this. But be careful and prayerful about what you say yes to. Be careful and prayerful about what you allow your family to say yes to. Too often, the barrier to a meaningful life, it's not lack of commitment. It's over-commitment. In fact, some of you are doing way, 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 way more than you should be doing. You are so busy, 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 you're overwhelmed, and you're worried, and you're distracted, and you're fretting. In fact, you're having a hard time focusing today because you've got all this stuff you've got to do. Busyness does not equal productivity, and it definitely does not equal meaning or fulfillment in life. You know, some of you, instead of doing a to-do list, you should start a not-to-do list. I mean, that would revolutionize and change some of your lives. I am not going to do these things. I will no longer do them. I will no longer allow my family to do them. We will say no to things so that we can say yes to the things that are more important in life. Successful people learn to say no to good things. You know why? So they can say yes to the great things in life. You can't do it all. Say that. You can't do it all. I can't do it all. I can't do it all. But you can do the important stuff. The best stuff. See, the best leaders do not do more. They do more of what's important. The best parents They don't do more. They do more of what's important. The best and the most effective followers of Jesus Christ do not do more, 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 more. They do more of what matters. They do more of what pleases God. Friends, do more of what matters. Be selective about what you say yes to in life. And if you're you're going to, to do what matters most you got to put it on your schedule. you got to put it on your schedule. If I had more time, I'd do this. If I had more time, I'd do that. If it's important, put it on your schedule and do it first. What matters most? Well, our story tells us with Mary and Martha. In fact, the exact... Uh, kind of implications of that she one thing is important one thing what is it what's well, time with jesus christ it's our relationship with jesus christ mary she chose to to sit at jesus's feet and listen and scripture says it, it can't be taken from her 
In other words, it had such value, it will always be hers. And some of you are followers of Jesus Christ, and you're not spending time with God. You, you're hit and miss when it comes to church and, and trying to nurture your relationship. You're not aligning your heart with the kingdom of God. Why? You're doing too much. You keep adding more and more and more stuff to your schedule, and it crowds out the most important thing in your life. And please hear me, I I know when I talk to people, I know you love God. I know you want to make a difference with your life. But if you do not seek God first, you're going to mess up. And why don't you seek God first? Well, because you're tired, you're busy, you're distracted. Why is that? Well, because you said yes to too many things. That's why you do first what matters most. That is why you give it the highest priority because it's the most important. The most important thing, your relationship with Jesus Christ. And let me say something to parents. One of the most important things you do as a parent is teaching your children what matters most. And it's not by what you say. It's by what you do in your life that they're going to figure that out. What's the most important thing? What is it? Do it first. You know, you've heard me say, start your day with God. you got to always start your day with God. I start mine with God every day, first thing. You know, whether it be reading scripture or devotion, sometimes it's a prayer. Sometimes I just talk to God, have a conversation. But what happens in that moment is it realigns my heart with God. It renews my mind. It gives me a, a different perspective on what's, what's ahead. I do it first. Why? Because it's the most important thing I do every day. You need to do it first. Scripture says this. Jesus says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Do you ever wonder why you're not experiencing the abundant life? Do you ever think about that? I wish my life had that abundance. Well, I think we reverse this verse. And we go, God, if you give me all this stuff, you know, if you'll do that, if you'll add these things to my life, then I'll seek you. And it's backwards. It doesn't work that way. I have to honor God. I have to seek God first. And when I do that, here's the thing all the other stuff begins to fall in place. Put the most important things in your schedule and do it first, which means you're making it a priority. In fact, I I bet if you looked at your schedule right now, most of it's about appointments and things that just honestly don't matter a whole lot. You need to do them, need to get a haircut and that kind of stuff, but it's not that big a deal. Do the important stuff. Put that on your schedule. And I'm going to help you with your priorities because they're the same for most of us, and then they'll break down after about the first three or four. But God, God should be first. Your spouse, your family, and by that I mean your kids, your grandkids, and then probably work falls in next. 
Now, for instance, how do I make my spouse a priority? Well, you schedule date night. Make sure that happens. You don't let other stuff creep into that. You uh, schedule time every day so that daily you're connecting. See, that's putting a priority on that relationship. You, you schedule the things that God wants you to do. You schedule the things that are, that are important. You, you clear the time for those things and you do them first. You make sure they happen. All the other stuff becomes secondary. Again, you have time for the things you choose to have time for. Do first what matters the most. I believe our spiritual enemy wants to talk us out of it. Talk us out of the stuff that's important. In fact, wants us to constantly surrender to the urgent, to the busy, busy, busy stuff. Friends, when you do what's important, you will have less of that urgent stuff that gets in the way. You know, seek God first. First thing each day, do it. And what will happen is God will help you recognize what's important and what's not. In fact, God's been speaking to some of you right now. Going, man, you're doing a lot of unimportant stuff. You know, God will help you identify what what matters and what's a distraction. Help you understand when to say yes and when to say no. And why do you say no? So you can say yes to the important things in your life. You have time for what you choose to have time for. You know, Mary, Martha, Martha was distracted by all this stuff. But Mary chose the most important thing. And Scripture says can't be taken away. It is hers to keep it had that kind of value in our life. I challenge you to choose what's important. You, you won't regret it. It's the best way to live. It's, it's the way to the abundant life. It's being obedient to, to God and making the important stuff the important stuff. And, and so I just want to close with this. What is the most important thing that you're neglecting? It popped in your head just now. You know, maybe it's your spiritual life, your relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe it was your marriage. Maybe it's your your kids, your finances, your health. I don't know, but whatever that was, some of you have let the urgent crowd out that important thing. And I want to challenge you to just ask God to help you choose what's important and stick to it and correct it. You know, do it today. Just say, no more. I'm going this way. God first. And these things are important. And this other stuff, just let it go. Let it go. Let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, we live in a world that um, they've sold us a bill of goods that we can do everything. And God, all of us here today, there are things that are important that we're, we're just not doing. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just nudge us and uh, that we'd realign, that we'd make the important stuff important and make it a priority. 
God, I'm going to guess there's some stuff that we just need to let go of. We need to bow out to step back. Give us the wisdom to do it. God, just help us to um, center ourselves in the things that really do matter. God, keep us from getting to the end and just regretting a lot of things. God, we uh, long to please you with all we say and do. God, I pray that your uh, spirit would just guide us and strengthen us. Help us to please you. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Today we're... um, celebrating with parents that have uh, they're making an important statement about what matters to them most and so I'm going to ask parents just go uh, get your children and uh, we'll uh, as a congregation we're going to allow this piece of music to minister to us while they're gathering their kids so that uh, we can celebrate together <laughs>